0: I remember taking the video and posting a shoulder video and it went and I went on this thing called Instagram mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was and I posted it and it went crazy yeah and I went holy shit I'll, I'll just try and post another yeah. one
1: hey it's Aaron real quick do you want to know the one thing that has helped me accelerate my business and career faster more than anything else it's learning from people who have already done it and putting myself in a room with people who are well ahead of me on a regular basis. That's exactly what you're going to have a chance to do at PT BizCon March 19th through 21st. And on top of that, you'll also get a free copy of the PT Business Growth Manifesto, a downloadable action guide, where you'll learn the six growth strategies that the most successful PT business owners have had to learn the hard way. This guide can literally save you hundreds of hours of your own time and thousands of dollars. To be sure you get access to this and the other exclusive bonuses, go grab your ticket to PT BizCon before Sunday, March 1st, because after that, the tickets will be at their full retail price. Just go to PTBizCon.com, that's P-T-B-I-Z-C-O-N.com, like Physical Therapy Business Conference, but PTBizCon.com, and at the very least, just go check out the page to see all the amazing and awesome speakers we've secured and who you're going to have the opportunity to network with and learn from. I'll see you there in March. Now enjoy the show. So, the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you wanna learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron Labauer, physical therapist, business coach, Serial entrepreneur and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour Podcast. This is your host Aaron Labauer, and today my special guest is Trevor Bachmeyer. You may know him on Instagram as Smashworks. He's an incredible person. He's become a close friend, and he's also a member of my mastermind group, the Empire Mastermind, where I was last week out in California. And I've had a hard time matching our schedules up. And at the Mastermind, we had an opportunity to sit down together. And so unusual. what's unusual about this is I just started recording the episode. And we had a great conversation before. Like really the episode started that I want you to hear that now. So I want to introduce him and this episode. So what you're going to hear is... We're going to jump right into this conversation we had a little bit about marketing and branding and some other strategies and then we get deep into who trevor is he's a cancer survivor he's an amazing person he empowers other people and he always shows up and he's agreed to come speak at pt bizcon coming up in march the 19th through 21st and so if you've thought about coming to pt bizcon Make sure you get your ticket now before the price goes up. And if you listen to this episode and you get inspired at all by Trevor, you're going to want to come see him. So check it out, ptbizcon.com. And enjoy this episode because there's a ton of great stuff here. I hope you enjoy the show. Do you have any guy that does all this stuff for you? Do you do it? Yeah, I have a... um... Luis Diaz, he does, he produces my podcast. Okay. I found him through Vince. He does Vince's podcast, oh, yeah, yeah. Weatherford's nice. podcast, and I think either Sharon or someone else is like big do you he's, Do, do you ever use Fiverr for anything to find people? Yeah, I used to, Fiverr's and I, gold, I stopped thanks. until I brought I started bringing things a dedicated. little closer yeah. in-house, like yeah. dedicated VAs, and then Brenna like, does a lot of stuff in-house. I found my tech
0: guy who does all my web
1: stuff. I yeah. found him on Fiverr, <laughs>
0: and now he's on staff. This guy's Uh, money. Yeah. Money. Do you have a YouTube channel? I do. I do. Who does your YouTube videos?
1: Brenner. Oh, and my, and Potch, my VA. and and literally if
0: you give him raw footage or her raw footage, they'll take it, pretty it up, do what they need to do? Yes. Can I use them too? I can get you in touch with Poch. Yeah. yeah. Would you, would you be all right with yeah. that? Yeah. I, cause I, I have people all the time that like I had this guy, Brock and another guy, Tyler, but they, they took fucking forever mm. and I had to be on them all the time. Yeah. And, and that's just, I don't have to keep turning the screws. Mm. I need someone that's a self-starter that I can just go listen now mm. Here's 39 videos. Do your thing. Right. What's your PayPal account?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Done, right. It's just easier. But the other part is, is that I was getting really like sketchy and dodgy people who would promise the world which i i I think listen Mm -hmm. i think you're a lying motherfucker if you promise very little and over deliver because if you under promise and over deliver you're lying right out of the gate yeah so if you over promise i'm all for it just step up your game then and over the fuck deliver these guys would under all the time and then so i want someone that like i trust you you know completely so if you go listen trev this is the guy this is the girl i'm in the
1: number one thing is if you can bring them in house, yeah. it provides so much more control. So when I brought Brenna in and she had yeah. stuff done yesterday, yeah, like sometimes that. it's done so fast, I'm like, wait, but, you know, but it's done. Good. And it's awesome. That's going to be the best thing. Okay. But yeah, I could, and then the next one was we found this guy, um, Potch who does my video editing yeah. on like Philippines, onlinejobs.ph. Yeah. So he's a Filipino, but he's, um, but I contract directly with him. Okay. I didn't pay to be, Through the website, we pay a service fee and he doesn't only work for me, but we're like, Hey, you know, I'll pay you an extra dollar an hour just to make sure that you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I did at
0: first with uh, Paul, my web guy. I said, listen, what's it going to take to have you where I send you a text and you go, I'm on it right now. What's that going to cost me? Yeah. And he goes, all right. So he was actually really pro about it. He laid out a quote, sent me all the stuff and he goes, do this, this, and this. Let's make it happen. And then I automatically pay him every week. Yeah. Uh, and he sends me a, a weekly report on all the things he's done. And then everything he's going to do the next week, I'm like, dude, you're real pro. I like that. And he is on the money.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. You know,
0: so that's what I want. So he's a good web guy. Yeah. But I need a good video editing guy because I – having it sent out to yeah. random people, This guy, I'm will getting be random shit. Yeah, you, you still know? have to
1: direct him a little bit. Like, that's okay what I want, that. but yeah. he'll get it done. Yeah,
0: as long as he can – Click like set up links and and tags and you know make it pretty and I do the write up I mean the content's raw it's easy yeah. and he can pull out stupid shit where all he sees is my foot yeah you know yeah. so I'm fine with that we've
1: done we've done some stuff where we just set up a little systems like zaps and stuff and so like he just knows when it's there yeah good um, and I'm gonna use um the hell was it
0: called that Los was talking about okay. for your tasks. Of uh, Process Street or something? No, similar? it was something else. I just yeah. talked to him the other day. Yeah. I just
1: said What do you think about it? Let me introduce the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. By the way, welcome to the Cash Fiji Lunch Hour podcast. <laughs> this is my buddy Trevor Bachmeyer. What's he up? Might know him as Smashworks, but we're sitting here at um, Fit Body Bootcamp HQ and we're in the Empire Mastermind together. And Trevor is a chiropractor and a fitness enthusiast. He's got a great story. Yeah. And we connected and hit it off right away. And it's been it's, this is great because I've been trying to get you on the podcast. Right. But you're busy and I'm busy and it's just like, okay. And then we were here and I was like, dude, let's sit down and do this. So this is the Cash Do Lunch Hour podcast with Trevor. That's it. Thursday morning. Yeah. We're going to do. And we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk a little bit more, uh, some details, but I want to do want to get into your story and some of the things you're yeah, doing. And sure. um, we'll go from sure. there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it, oh, there's a lot to talk about. We
0: could do this all right. fucking day. So this isn't going to be PG, by the way. No, no, curse, you will like not my be the worst so, okay, <laughs> on, my,
1: on my podcast. All right, good,
0: sure. good, because I just keep it real. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I went, yeah, chiropractor. I own a couple of online companies, uh, FitX 365, Smashworks. You know, I have a, a company in, in China called Body Hacks. Um, there's 140 people that work for me. Yeah. You know, over there. And all of this kind of came to fruition from uh, my dad. Uh, I guess about six years ago now, it's coming up on seven. He died. And I always say, you know, he died because of shoulder pain. Right. And there's a little backstory to this that I'll get into in, in a minute, but he was taking 12 to 15 Tylenol a day. Wow. Because, and you know, like my dad was my hero. He was my, my hero for as long as I can remember. He was just the greatest guy and always got things done, very linear, German, stubborn, you know. And so when a doctor said, well, in your shoulder shirt, just take Tylenol. I mean, he was yeah. an athlete his whole life, played squash, soccer, you know, and then was a teacher forever. But when a doctor said do this, whatever ABC was, my dad would go, "Okay." Well, his son, the doctor, yeah, said, "Don't do that. That's right. gonna fucking kill you." And he's like, "Nope, this is." And I won't say the doctor's name because it'll just irritate me. Said, <laughs> "Do this," and besides, I'll give him free publicity. I don't want to do that either. Right. And he's like, "Nope, this is a doc- what the doctor said." Well, I still remember I was. I got a phone call from my dad saying he was going to the hospital. Well, he went in and four months later he didn't come out.
2: Yeah. And
0: I was at he stayed in the hospital. Yeah, he died. He went into oh. the hospital and he died four months later in the hospital. Wow. And he went into end stage liver disease. And then it just literally like nosedived into mm-hmm. the ground. My mom was a mess. And and my mom's a really strong woman. And it was she just it was a mess. And I remember being at Firestone. My fucking car was up on the rack. And it was like a hundred degrees outside. And I was outside. And I was texting one of my buddies and I saw a phone call come through. And it was my mom. So I was like, oh, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just take it later. But I was like, oh, it's my mom. Hey, mom. And she's real quiet. And I was like, hello, hello. And she says, Trevor, she goes, I just want you to know. She was done, yeah, just that. And I was literally like, fuck. Yeah. And I talked to her briefly. I lost my shit. I was really upset. And I looked at my car and they had literally pulled all four rims off. And the tires were off and I'm like, I'm trapped here. Right. And I'm like, Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I'm outside Firestone crying, upset. My car's stuck up on the rack and I'm trying to process all of this. And it, it took me a while but once all this transpired to kind of go through everything. And I said, this is dumb. So one day I said, I, people, I looked on YouTube at what people were doing for like paint shoulders and mm-hmm. these, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, he's doing it fucking right. They're making all these videos. In an effort to be something they're not, in an effort to sound really smart, to, and they, 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 try and sound too fancy and they don't explain why it works and they don't understand the mechanics of the body or even how fucking things work. Yeah. So I said, this is dumb. I grabbed my cell phone and I, sh- I was at, at a CrossFit gym and it, I mean, I was so bad that I had my cell phone turned <laughs> the wrong way <laughs> and I had these two black stripes down the video. I looked, I was like this big in the video. Right. Till one of my friends came up to me and he said, Hey, dude, dude, just, just turn Camera, yeah, 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 and now if you look at people, they're watching videos the other way. I was like, right. Jesus Christ, I can't. I know, keep huh? <laughs> so, I remember taking the video and posting a shoulder video, and it went and I went on this thing called Instagram, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was. And I posted it, and it went crazy, yeah. And I went, Holy shit, well, I'll just try and post another yeah, one. There's something so, else. I started, yeah, I started posting all these videos, and then one of my friends, Kirian, he owns um Combat Sports Academy, and that's where I trained in Dublin. And he's like, hey, are you on social media? I'm like, yeah, I'm on social media. I'm on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just started an Instagram. He goes, dude, give me your phone. So mm-hmm. I handed him my phone. He sets me all up on like Twitter Facebook and all that. Sets right. up my Instagram properly.
2: Yeah.
0: And and I just started posting. And next thing you know, I get this message from somebody saying, hey, dude, why don't you turn this into a business? Mm-hmm. I went, I, never that.
1: I Was this really- like after a few years? Though? This was about a year after I yeah.
0: started. And I went from like zero to... There's like 40,000 people following what I did. And I went, all right. So I started this website and people just started signing up like crazy. Mm -hmm. And then I started posting my workouts. Were you still practicing in chiropractic? Oh, yeah. 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 Like I had clinic, two docs working for me. That didn't change. And then I get, I get this message going, you know, make it into a business. I did. And then I set up a a workout training business where I teach people basically how to, you know, total transformation. Yeah. six week transformation, 90 day transformation. And I help people with their diets, their training. I have that FedEx X three three sixty five, they just buy and I drop workouts every day right. into their email and if they want to do it, great. If not, more
1: that you miss a yeah. workout. So tell me this, like going back to mm-hmm. your dad, like mm-hmm. did, the question that comes up for me is like, did he ever buy into what you were doing? Because I you know, like I started as a massage therapist right. and that wasn't my dad was a cardiologist, like that's oh, not shit, healthcare. That's So yeah. You know, and then okay, so massage therapy wasn't good enough. Even physical therapy, it took me a long time to get him to buy it because it wasn't. Even though I was a doctor, yeah. I wasn't a real, still a right. real doctor. Like I wasn't measuring up, but I wasn't going to go and do what he did. Right? Did, and, but my dad has finally kind of bought into what I do. Sure. Did. But it was that something that was like with chiropractic is also not like yeah, mainstream? I, is that some? Yeah, part it's of not. Alcohol? It's not
0: considered primary healthcare. Yet it's yeah. the same conduit into the primary healthcare right. system. So I get it. PTs DCs even naturopaths, DOs, yeah. you know, like a, a fucking dentist. Right. Dude, they know their shit. Like a PhD in astrophysics is a fucking doctor. Right. Right. In astrophysics. I think that term is, is so so linear. It's so, and it's so narrow that people associate doctor with a lab coat and a, and a stethoscope. Mm. So yeah, my dad was very old school. He was like a doctor's an MD. They prescribe drugs. They do surgery and you go to an office and it's really yeah. uncomfortable.
1: And you're not. And I am not,
0: I am not the mainstream type of doctor. And, and I, I get that except the, the one thing my dad did is he, he would trust me and buy into it. That wasn't it. He was more, this is my primary doctor. You're my son. Uh-huh. That was the, the delineation there. He was more about like, you're not a doctor. You're my son. Right. And I, I can understand that because like I have a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old and my son is 10, my daughter's thirteen, And I get it because my son is this little jujitsu ninja. He's been doing it for five and a half years. He's fucking amazing at it. My daughter rides horses. Yeah. Yet to me, and, and I'll, I'll backpedal for a second. I asked my mom one time, Hey, when did I stop being like your little boy? Yeah. And you know, it's funny. And she said to me, I was, I'll never forget it. I was driving home from my clinic and she goes, you still are. Uh-huh. I'm like, fuck, I'm in my forties. Yeah. And, but now as I have children, I get it. I look at my kids and I go, my son is still my son. Right. My daughter's still the cute little six week old that I have a picture of in my clinic. So I think that's more what happened with my dad was he was like, no, you're, you're just, you're my son. Yeah. You know, it's not that you're, you're not a doctor. And, and I think that. That's where it stopped for him, though. It uh-huh. didn't be like, it wasn't like, this is what you know, this is what you know. And he's very, he was very stubborn.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's, I can see like part of your, you're very motivated. Yeah. And I know there's other pieces to the puzzle, but I can see so where it's like, many. looking back, I've seen, it hasn't happened in like a family member, but there was a physician in town who told me one day, like, I called him about a mutual patient. He's like, Aaron, I've heard so many good things about you. You guys are doing great work. He was like, a... A rheumatologist. Yeah. Right. Well, next thing I know, six months later, obituary. He died during back surgery. Oh, what's the fucking irony in that? Right. Never came to see me. Right. Never, never tried to. But yes, and it's just like I can see how intense that might be to say, look, I know I probably could have helped, sure, and yet I wasn't able to. Now you're. It seems like you're just able to really channel that into. I push. But that must be really difficult. I push
0: hard. It's it's not because. It, I think because I, I honestly, you get hate, you get love, either one, yeah. I don't fucking care about. I, I don't. It sounds really, really abrasive, but it's not meant to be. Yeah. Like I don't, I care about the opinion I have of myself and what I do more than anyone else's combined. Yeah, It doesn't matter if it's my mom or my dad or my best friends or my fucking dog. I don't care. I care oh, that fuck. I look in the mirror and I feel good about what I do and that I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, whatever that is. And I love me. And that's, I think the biggest problem is people are, you know, not to deviate a little bit, but people are making choices in their lives based on someone else's opinion. And they're driving towards something because they go, someone else said I should do this. They said, you know, like I've seen relationships completely falter and deteriorate and, and people break up and live separate lives when they should have fucking stayed together. Yeah. Because their friends said, oh, well, he did that or she did that. Yeah, you can do better. You deserve better. You should go out and do better. So they go out and they find someone else. The other person finds someone else. Both of them spend the next 50 years thinking, what if? Right. Their biggest what if was each other. And they spend 50 years thinking about what if we would have stayed together and just gone, hey, yesterday is fucking gone. I can't undo it. You can't unring that bell. You spend any time dwelling on the past you're in the future they spend all their time thinking about that other person while living with someone else trying to make a life yeah yet they're thinking about that other person you are settling you're fucking settling and yet you get one of these shots so next thing you know you're 75 or 80 years old and you realize that clock is ticking and you're like fuck I should have I should have called that girl I should have called that guy I should have done that career I should have done this health I, whatever it is but you didn't do it because somebody else who quit on their own life Mm -hmm. is trying to sell you on the fact that they quit. So you quit Right? because most people are really, really afraid of being left behind. Like your tight circle of friends. I'm I'm very blunt about this. I go that fucking tight circle of friends. I'll bet you anything in 20 years, that tight circle of friends is different. Yeah. If it's not different, number one, you're fucking up. And number two is that if that tight circle of friends is still where they are, what are you doing, man? Play up. Always play up. And if they are doing anything that, whether it's your mom or your best friends, it doesn't matter, your sister, if they're doing anything to dissuade you from where your heart tells you to go, listen, when we heard, when we heard Wes yesterday, he said something that has stuck in my head, resonated so much when he said, you know what? It's basically, listen to your fucking heart. Don't let your mind lie to yourself when your heart knows the fucking truth.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It's that Mm -hmm. simple. So I, I tell you, I'm, I'm probably the most forgiving person on earth. Somebody can do me so fucking dirty. And I will literally go, hey, we good? Yeah. yeah." Because you say sorry, you make amends, you move the fuck on. Right. People are too busy going, I'm going to hold on to this and hold this grudge. I'm going to hold on to this poison. I can do better than whatever you did. And they go, they go on and on and on about this. But they fucking live there. And they wonder why they're not happy. And they create this pseudo happiness in their life. But meanwhile, in the back of their unconscious. Their heart's telling them, I want to do something different, whether it's a career or a friendship or a marriage or it doesn't matter. Dude, if your heart knows, you cannot combat that. Yeah. I don't care what somebody says. It will live inside you and it'll either fuck up your shit or give you the best life ever, but you have the choice, right? And that's and the hard work This thing gets in the way. That's exactly that's, it. that's the fucking work, right. right? That's the work. You have to be willing to step up and go, I'm going to go where it's uncomfortable. I'm going to go against every, I'm going to go against my parents when they don't mm-hmm. like the guy, you know, I'm going to go against my parents when they don't like the girl. I'm going to go against my parents and my family and my friends where they don't like the career choice or the move or the car I bought or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm going to go, but this is what I want, right? Right, And I think that's what allows me probably the audacity to even say that, yeah, I'm really good at my fucking job because I don't look at what somebody else says I should be doing. Mm -hmm. I go, what should I be doing? Like I, I just finished talking to Craig yesterday about setting up coaching with all these clients because I get probably 500 DMs a day of people going, can you coach me? Yeah. And it's not personal training coaching. They're like, can you coach me? Coach my fucking life. Yeah. I think everybody needs a coach. Why do you think I pay Vedros? Why right. do I pay Vedros? Right. I don't pay him just to tell me how to run my business. I pay him when I have shit that goes, catches on fire. Mm-hmm. And I go, B, what the fuck do I do? Right. And he goes, no problem. And he flicks on his superpower. And in a three-minute voice call on my text message, yeah. which is still the craziest shit that he can send a voice text, I'll get yeah. three minutes of an answer five minutes after my phone call and it's the right fucking thing to do. And it's just, Hey man, super honest about what I'm going to tell you. love this, love this. And he comes in always with a big hug and he goes, but this is it. This is it. This is it. And then he goes, here's the solution. Right. That's the step that everybody misses. Yeah. The world is full of people. You know what? Right. Don't be with the guy. Don't be with the girl. Don't do the career. Don't make the move. Why don't take a risk. Don't take a fucking risk. Except the problem is, risk taking is security making. Yeah. My answer to everything is: if you, if your heart says go, fucking jump. And I, listen, I've made so many catastrophic mistakes that have cost me so dearly and so greatly in my life that I'll probably never, like, it'll never leave my head. But it's also taught me a lesson: never fucking do that again. What's the biggest mistake you? Probably in, in all, in all my life, the two, I've had probably two that just will resonate with me forever. Two mistakes. One cost me a person mm-hmm. and it was not telling her the truth from A to Z. I didn't tell her the truth. And we had probably the most incredible relationship ever. And it was one of those where it's just like from the second you start to the second you finish, it's on. Yeah. And never thought nothing, no problems. And. I look at that and I go, okay, what the fuck was I thinking to not be completely upfront and honest with that person? Mm -hmm. Yet my heart knew where it wanted to be. And the problem is I wasn't. And when that, it ended, it burned to the fucking ground. It went from being probably just shy of bliss and euphoria to gone. Yeah. And it was, I look at myself and I go, it was because of me. And it was. So I look in the mirror every day and I go, you fucking idiot. This is what you did. But I don't beat myself down over because I can't, you can't live there, but it cost me something that for the rest of my life, I'm going to, that's the what if right. for me. Right. So at the same time, if I don't take away a lesson from that and like Wes said, shut that window, I'm going to live in this really shitty place. Right. So I have to remember, just don't fucking do that again. So I don't care how blunt or linear or shitty or ugly it is. I just tell the truth. Yeah. I don't care how rough it is. And I have friends of mine go, dude, that was a little bit rough. It's the truth. Right. Because I would rather just go, you can come at me all day long.
1: That's the truth. You know, I read an awesome quote. I wish I could remember it exactly, but it was basically like, it said, when someone ghosts you, it means that they're unable to have the hard conversation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. That's right.
0: Dude, that's a great, great quote because that's the truth. Cause it went from literally could not get enough conversation and it wasn't the puppy. New love kind of conversation where it's like everybody's like, yeah, that's the honeymoon face. No, it was like, like we both knew from the second we saw each other. Yeah. We wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. It was just, it was that blindly obvious. And the mistake was even, even what, what came out of her mouth was my heart wants to be with you. My mind doesn't trust you. Mm -hmm. I can respect that honestly. I really can't like, and, and (laughs) I have no animosity towards this person whatsoever, but. At the same time, it went, that was a very hard lesson to learn. And I learn it every day. Like there's always that reflex to go because people have a reflex to justify and rationalize why they did something. So you make up excuses. Right. And then the hamster wheel starts to go. Right. And you're like, well, if I do this excuse, this excuse, it makes me look better. But who the fuck is, what are you doing? If you go to bed at night and you're not honest with yourself, you don't know where, you, if you don't gut check yourself and go, I'm a millionaire and you got 11 bucks in the bank. Uh, okay. I love the mindset. But you need to know where you're fucking starting. Right. You know, I'm not diabetic. That's just what my doctor says. <laughs> Dude, you are on a Humalog pump. You're fucking diabetic. So you need to change your diet. So you have to just get real with yourself, right? And that's the real talk is the hard conversation. And then the other time was um, I listened to a doctor. Mm-hmm. And that's ugly. I don't mean it to disrespect to doctors because, listen, you get pneumonia, go get antibiotics. Right. You know, you're, you got to six inches uh, of gash and a bone is sticking out of your skin.
1: Don't call me. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Don't fucking get that fixed. I think as if you're broken, bleeding, or unconscious, I can't help yeah, you the like you ER. are. Yeah, otherwise my dad would say rub some dirt on it, right? <laughs> you're good.
0: Yes. But I listened to a doctor, yeah. and it almost killed me. Yeah. I went through chemotherapy. Tell me about that, yeah. Yeah, like, like 14 years ago, they gave me nine months to live. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to die, man. And I had seven fucking doctors. What kind of cancer was that? Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage yeah. 3B. And I mean, I walked with a cane. I was the color of the inside of that coffee cup. And, and I, they like, that's all they did was beat me down with, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. And I remember when I went and did chemo, I did what's called a chop series of chemotherapy. And there's one chemo drug called Vincristin. And it was like red syrup. And they wanted to put a port in my heart. And I went, are you crazy? You want to put a port direct access to my heart? And this is what they tried to sell me on. Well, it's easier. And I went, fuck for who? And they're like, well, for you, I go, so you can't like, I'm like, I'm a veiny motherfucker. Like you could throw a dart and hit a vein on me. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it's going to yeah. make your veins turn like black and swollen. I'm like, I don't care. You're not going directly into my heart. Yeah. But I walked into that room and there's, there's a, there's a good side to what I'm about to say and a bad side. But the bad side is I walked into that room and you could feel the death.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was Yeah,
1: I did a rotation horrible. on
0: cancer floor at Duke Hospital. It was fucking horrible. I walked in there and there's chairs. They're kind of like this, lazy boy chairs, like IV bags, people sitting there with books and DVD. please sit there for four hours. Yeah. Just let this shit infuse into you. And like, it reminded me, the flip side is I, I went to the Vatican and I walked into the Vatican and they had this prayer room inside the Vatican and I walked in and I still, to this day, I can it kiss me goosebumps. And, and I'm not a crazy religious guy, man but i just i believe and i can you could feel it yeah i start crying you could feel it so much intense positive energy in there you know and so there's good and there's bad and you can feel it that's how you can that's why you can't fool puppies and babies Mm -hmm. if you're a shithead you cannot fool them if you're a turd they'll know right and and so that's why when you're a good person people inherently know And, and whether you make mistakes or not, if you're a good person and your intent is valid, you're still a good person, you know? And I think all human beings, like if, I mean, L. Ron Hubbard talks about it, but that's if you want to delve into that, but he's like, human beings are inherently all good. You make bad decisions, but they're all good. And and that's, that's could be about a battle of, of, of argument, right? That could create a huge war. But at the same time, I, I kind of buy into that, you know? So the doctor, I remember I got scared. I did yeah. exact fear causes you to make really dumb fucking decisions. It causes you to lie. It causes you to justify and it causes you to make really bad, bad fucking decisions.
1: Were you sitting there like, like, is this after chemo and you're like sitting there and he's like, you're going to die. We can't help you. No, before chemo that they
0: wouldn't, I couldn't even do chemo at first because my white count was so low uh. and my red blood cells were so low. They gave me erythropoietin mm-hmm. and it made my face, my hips and my scapula ache so bad because all my flat bones were just churning out red blood cells like crazy. And I remember that stuff made me feel like shit. And then my red count came up. My white count came up because it was up so high. And then it just crashed because my body couldn't keep up with the, with the cancer. And it was everywhere. Like I was just riddled with this stuff. And I have patients Were still. Had
1: metastasis too? Or it just, was
0: everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And like hilar lymph nodes, both sides of the diaphragm. It was wrapped around my lumbar spine. They did a biopsy in my hip, which was like brutal. That's like somebody taking a roofing nail and
1: pounding it into your hip. You know? I saw, but I, I passed out during bone marrow transplant, not only on someone else.
0: Horrible. Oh, I can't There's imagine. some serious pain involved. Cause they're like, we're going to numb it. I'm like, you can't numb the marrow of <laughs> my bone, man. Put me the fuck <laughs> out. And so it was pretty brutal. But I remember when they finally said I could do chemo, my friends had threw me this chemo party Yeah, because they were all excited. They're like, it's going to save you. That's how people buy into the hypnosis of social conditioning. They're like, Oh, you need chemotherapy to be better. But for 30 years, they've done the same thing. They burn you. They slice you. They poison you for cancer. None of it works. Yeah. none of it fucking works well, I have an aunt or an uncle listen I, I'm not telling you I'm not arguing with that I'm just saying that you need to make a conscious decision to be better you'll get better Yeah. so what changed as you sitting here 14 years later so I remember I I was going through chemo I was like 140 pounds 135, 140 pounds walked with a cane like I was fucking sick like I looked like black and nasty emaciated And uh, and I remember sitting in my apartment looking out, and, and I said, you know what? God, if you're fucking real, you better give me a goddamn reason to be here because I will not go out like this. I'll do it myself.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, and I'm, I'm very transparent. Like, I tried to commit suicide twice and both times I failed for a reason. And and it's because I think I have a reason to be here. Yeah, and, and I'm glad I failed. At the time, I wanted all of it to stop. And it was more mental pain and emotional pain than anything else. And I started to change my thinking and I started to Obsess about only things that mattered that would affect my life in a positive way. So I would look at like I watched only funny movies. I still remember I had friends of mine go, "Hey, dude, come on over. We're watching Die Hard." I still to this day I remember this conversation. was hilarious. And I go, "Nope, can't do it." Hung the phone up. Calls him back. He goes, "Dude, you just hang up on me." Yeah, can't watch Die Hard, man. He goes, "Why not?" It's Die Hard. Right. I go, "It's not a funny movie." Right. He goes, "Come on, it's it's Die Hard." I go, "It is not a funny movie." I became very linear in how I made decisions. It is either black or white. It's zeros and ones. It's binary. That's it. And that's what changed everything for me is I went, I will either, own, I will be on this side or this side. There's no gray. And it changed everything because now it's either yes or no. I don't look at it and go, oh, I don't know. It makes my decisions a lot easier. So that's what changed. So surrounding yourself with
1: positive
0: it's all messages, I did. messages, people, dude, I, I, if somebody was negative, I was done. Yeah. I literally cut them the fuck out of my life. There were people that were like, they were good people, but they were negative. I couldn't be around toxic people. And the shitty thing is toxic people. There's only two types of people. Those that lift you up and those that pull you down. And there's no in between. And you have to look at their motive for why they want to do it. Mm -hmm. And if they're trying to pull you down, I used to get really angry. I used to be like, they would just butt heads, you know, and I'd start these huge arguments with people. And then I started to ask myself, you know what? There's something going on in their life. What's wrong with their life right now? What's happening? Because there's no way somebody's going to be like that. They obviously have something really shitty. So it, I changed and I refocused how I looked at things. Because if somebody gives you a finger on the freeway or waves a high five at you, it doesn't matter. There's a reason. And I, I, I stopped taking things personally because it's not nothing's personal. Yeah. It's just, I, it's, you get a text message with all caps. I love when people go, <laughs> why are you yelling at me? Dude, it's a fucking text message. There's no emotion in that. I put the the emoji. It's still an emoji. (laughs) Like, fuck, there's nothing there. You are putting that emotion into that. Right. But that's how we are all the time. I'm putting emotion into this as we're talking. Mm -hmm. You know, and most of the time, you know me now really well, but I mean, I've been, I'm lit as fuck all the time. This is how I run. Anyone that watches me on social media, people ask my friends, they go, is he really like this all the time? They're like, yeah, this fucking guy's crazy. He sleeps like four hours a night. I don't want to sleep four hours a night. I fucking hate it. I wish I could sleep more, but it's what keeps me going. I don't need more. I sleep more and I feel like shit. I sleep less. I feel like shit. Yeah. You know, but I run the same and I've learned something that's so valuable that you have to go all in on you and then tell the truth about you because you cannot fuck up you. And it was a painful, painful lesson to learn because when every time, a hundred percent of the time, Aaron, 100% of the time, every time that I've tried to be something or someone else, 100% of the time it's failed. Yeah. I've gotten in my own way. I've sabotaged myself. It's always Mm -hmm. unconscious. I've gotten either like I've shut myself down. I burned my own bridge. The person has left. It broke off the relationship. It cost me the money. It doesn't matter what it is. It's never worked ever. So the, the takeaway from that is do fucking you. Social media is so notorious now. Social media, Netflix, Amazon, all this stuff. They're they're so good at spinning the highlight reel of everything. Right. When well, people look at that and go, that's how I have to be. You know, that that's that's I gotta be this. I want to be like that guy. I wanna be yeah. like that girl. I want to have that relationship. I want it to be like Twilight. Yeah. You know, Edward's great. He's a fucking vampire. He's fake, man. How do you know he's even like that? In real life, he might be a dick. Right. You don't know, or he might be the nicest guy on earth. You you don't know, but that's TV, that's social media. You want to really see where something like for every success I have, I probably have 50 fuck ups. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. It's what you do when you fuck up that matters. Right. Right. You know, why do most people have trouble with failure? They're scared to death to be wrong. Here's what usually happens as a child. You, this is the best. You look at a child, belly crawling all over the place. Like they're Mm -hmm. in the army. Yeah. Right? And they watch all of us, which look like super giants to them, walk it. So they bend and they fold and they twist and they grab onto things. And they pull themselves up and they smack their face on the corner of the table. And mom loses her shit and dad goes, come on, he's fine. You know, like there's it's, it's all this stuff. But next thing you know, what, what what's going on with the human population? Oh, we all fucking walk. Like how long are you going to let the average child learn how to walk? Mm-hmm. You're going to find a parent that goes, well, I'll give them about a, a, a week or two. And if they don't, fuck it. We're just right. going to keep pushing them down. No, but that's a child. Mm-hmm. Child, a child will go, can I have a bike? Can I have a bike? Can I have a bike? Can I please have a bike? Can I have a bike? Can I ride the bike? Can I sit on the bike? Can I have the bike? They'll go until you go, fuck, what color? Right. I'll yeah. go get it. I'm going <laughs> to go to the store right now and I'll get you your damn bike. Right. But that's because they don't understand failure as a fear. Right. They only, they're singular of focus. They go, I want to go there. I want that candy, that bike, that toy. I want to go to that spot, hold a baby when they want to get something when they're six months old and they will squirm and freak the fuck out until they either get it or they fall asleep because they efforted so much that they're out of juice. There's the only two options. Get in the way of an adult and they'll be like,
2: "Ah,
0: yeah, you know, I know. I don't need it that bad. So the average number of times a person tries to achieve their goals, you know what it is? Twice, less than one, less than one, less than one. Because they talk themselves out of it. They they We're go tried. They sit there like it's somebody sitting there going, God, the whole time in their subconscious, like I really want to drink that coffee. I really want to take a sip of that coffee. But if I reach for the coffee, it's gonna fuck up the interview. It's gonna screw up the podcast. I know, maybe I just won't get the coffee. You know what? I'll have the coffee later. What was their goal? Just drink yeah. the goddamn coffee. But that becomes a habit. Like quitting is a fucking habit. Mm-hmm. Getting in your own way is a habit. You know. So most people will try something. They'll fail. And then they might, they might, they might try some, they might try that same thing again, a little bit of a different way, but they don't tell anybody about it because they don't want everybody else to know that they failed. Right. They're right. so concerned with what? All the opinions of other people. Dude, yeah, I've had, had so appearance. many fucking, I've had so many fucking failures and I'm okay with that. I will just keep going mm-hmm. and I just won't do that again. Yeah. See, if you fail and do that once, okay, if you fail and you do the same thing that caused that same result again and it fucked up, now it's a decision. Right. Now you need to sit down and have a long, hard talk with yourself and go, where the fuck am I screwing up and why? What's your why? Why do, you keep, why do you keep screwing up? Why do you keep making this bad decision? Why do you keep going this direction? What's the underlying cost? What's the root factor that makes you go, I don't want to do this? Because maybe you're actually doing it because somebody else says you should do it, which now your root factor is you don't really want to do it. Right. You don't have the desire. You don't really want to do it. Like if you find a woman that constantly is getting dumped by dudes and breaking up with dudes and and there's nothing but problems and she's always fighting with guys. And then all of a sudden she gets into a relationship with a girl and it's perfect. The whole problem was you didn't want to have a relationship with a guy. Right. Okay. Then so what, what are you worried about somebody judging you for? Go fucking be happy. Whatever's making you happy. If it is ethical and it's not hurting anybody. Do it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Is people what are people going to think? Depends on the country you're in. You do, people do things different in China than they, than they do in India, than they do in Canada, than they do in the U.S. So it depends where you are. You shake someone's hand in one country and it's an insult.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You give somebody the finger in another country and they have no idea what the fuck that is. Right. Like, what are you pointing at? <laughs> you know, dumbass Americans, we're all we flip out the finger and people freak out and try and drive you off the freeway.
1: Right, right. Dude,
0: it's a finger. Inferred meaning,
1: it's just a finger. Or if I go like this, oh no, you oh, know, like yeah. it's just a finger. My, my, my thing is I'll wave. I'll be like, hey, like they know me. Like if they start hungry, it's like, oh hey, dude.
0: it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. So I think fear of failure is in failure and a failure of all aspects. Not just business, life, life Make decision-making relationships. People don't execute because they're afraid of the result of the execution. Mm-hmm. And yet that risk to jump. Even if you've been burned, hurt, fucked over, failed, broke it, tore it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That execution and persistence and like B says, that bounce back ability, that's going to determine whether you're going to win or lose. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine, eight years, listen to this, eight fucking years, he spent chasing the same fucking girl. Shit, dated other guys, went, you know, did all had her life. He was relentless, never stopped. Weird, they're married and have three kids now. he did not stop because he knew what he wanted now I'm not saying that it's some magic formula that's going to force people to do what you want but persistence wins you want proof again I'll go right back to a child children learn how to quit children are born spontaneous and fearless Mm -hmm. everything else we fuck up as adults to our kids oh no don't 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 most people think their name is don't Aaron don't Trevor (laughs) right it's (laughs) not it's not Trevor or, or errands so you have this learned fear now you have this learned helplessness and now you justify it because you learn as you get older in order to get along you have to go along Mm -hmm. why now social media says if you're not perfect if you don't fit this box if you don't have like the dopamine addicts go i listen i need my likes and follows fuck instagram shut down for like a day people lost their
1: shit oh man if you went to facebook and like oh my god they like fucking lost their mind they're posting on the
0: internet they're doing all kinds of stuff my like, dude, it's just, you know, what would you do if a giant EMP covered the whole world? Yeah. And no all electronics were gone. I love what he said. Three days. Yeah. We'd be primal animal, you know, hating each other, trying to survive. And, and I get it because your people's decision making muscles are broken. Mm-hmm. They're soft. They're weak. You know, like Jason Capital said, you have to train your don't give a fuck muscle until it's jacked. And then it doesn't matter. If you want to create that business, you don't stop until it's where you want. Right. Like Brian said yesterday, wherever you want it to be. What's your three-year plan? You want a 10 million? Okay. Mm-hmm. What are the steps you got to take to get there? Right. You want to marry this girl? What are the steps you need to do to get there? She doesn't know you exist right now. Okay. First thing you need to do, fucking get in her face. Right. I don't mean like be some weird stalker. Send her a message. Yeah. Find out what she likes. Send her one of those. If she likes shotguns, send her one. If she likes flowers, send her some. Whatever the fuck it is. Get to know that person. You know, you want to have these kids? Well, you need to have a significant other to do it or start adopting. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You want to drive this car, you want to live in this house, you want to be friends with this person. They all started with nothing. Everything in your life began as one thing, a thought. Which means thoughts are things, the end. I mean, you could literally stop there and people go, I don't know. Really? How'd you get here today? How to get that coffee? It's a thought. How to brush my teeth? It was a thought. Well, those are different though. No. Your perception of them are, there is no greater effort to getting that coffee as there is to marrying the girl of your dreams, to generating a hundred million dollars, to having the health you want. There's no greater energy in any of those decisions. Mm-hmm. You no, just think so.
1: What do you do when, okay, I've got this thought. I'm going to take action on it. But now I'm, but you start finding resistance, right? Sure. we we've talked about this, right? But like, yeah. what are the steps? Like someone listening could do to say, how do I get from, where I'm at now to surrounding myself with the people or getting in the right front of people like where? Like- okay. So
0: that, that's a great question. So you're getting, you're getting resistance to getting towards the goal you want. So let's say it's a business, right? Cause that's most people go, it's a business. I want to do, I want to start this business, whether it's selling widgets or whatever it is you're going to do. The resistance you're going to get, first of all, are going to be from two groups of people. Every time they're going to be from your closest friends and your closest groups of people are the tightest group around you. Mm-hmm. And They're going to be from your your family. Yeah. They're gonna get your fucking way because they're comfortable. So when you start to it's like crabs in a bucket, right? When you start to climb out a little bit, they're gonna go fuck that, come back down. So you have to, it's one of these. I love you. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. I appreciate your input so much. Thank you very much. I'm still gonna go this way. People put too much value there. Yeah, but that's my mom. Yeah, but that's my wife. You don't love your wife any less. Right. But if they're going to get in your way, you have to take that as a very serious drawback to what's going on. Because if they don't, if they don't support you, they're going to pull you down because you're going to buy into that. You can't swim with an anchor. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So in order to get around it, you have to be willing to cut the tie. And that's the thing people don't want to do.
2: Yeah.
0: You have to be willing to go, listen, Aaron, I love you, man, but you don't want you know, you you're you're telling me not to do this or telling me not to do that. That's not helping me, man. So appreciate it. Yeah. Fist bump. All right, we'll check you later. That's and the you, hard conversation. That's the hard, that's the real conversation. Yeah. And there's only two results to that. Yeah. Either they level up and go, you know what? I never knew. I, I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And they jump the fuck on board. Or they bail ship and they ghost you forever. Right. Those are the only two options there are. You know, and the other thing is you gotta stick to the promise to yourself. If you made the promise to yourself, how good's your word? Because that credibility to yourself, yeah. if you start eroding your credibility to yourself by going, whether it's like, I'm going to do 50 burpees every day and you went, ah, I did 48 today. It was pretty good. Then the 48 were useless. Right. Those last two are the ones that mattered. Because you didn't get the win. You didn't get, you fucking didn't get the win. You didn't get the hit. You didn't get that that the endorphins, the dopamine. You didn't. Get that psychological, yeah. excuse me, hit where you actually succeeded. Those wins, you need to stack those fucking wins. So when somebody's getting in your way and you're meeting that resistance, you want that. It means you're going the right direction. Right. If everybody's like, that's a great idea, you're not going the right way. <laughs> you're dude, not normal. going the right way. Jeez. You're not, you want the resistance because you know what? Like a pioneer is the guy, what? Running down the trail is back full of arrows forging a new trail. Right. You know, great. Okay. Just don't slow down. So that resistance tells you you're going the right direction. You're not met with resistance. You're not going the right way. When you get it, you mean it with all kinds of, like I I tell you, you mean it with love and you go, I got it. It's so great. I'm going to keep on going anyway. doesn't mean I don't love you any less. It doesn't mean I don't like you. I can't do it your way because that's not, that doesn't fit my blueprint. Mm -hmm. My blueprint says, this is what I want to do. And like I said, if it's ethical and it doesn't hurt anybody, you're going the right direction. Mm -hmm. just just be real right and that and if they and like i said they'll either jump on or they'll leave right and if they leave they were going to leave anyway you want to test you you want the real litmus test of a friendship and and a relationship fuck up fuck up so bad i mean burn it to the ground see who stays because the people that stay when your world is on fire Mm -hmm. are the people that will they will ride and die with you and if they bounce when it gets a little shaky, yep. dude, they were leaving anyway. Yeah. They were gonna check out. And I've been that guy. Listen, I've been on the other side where it, things got rattled, fucking bounced. Yeah. That what a shitty thing. Like I feel like a turd for doing that at the time. Like I look back, go, oh, what the fuck was I thinking? But now, if I if I make a promise, you better stand too strong to your fucking word. You better step up for your word. So you meet resistance, go in the mirror, negotiate with your boss, and say, I made a promise. I love him, her, or them. That still doesn't dissuade me from going this direction. Yeah, it, that's taking it personal. So you got it. You just need, you need to push back on the resistance, and you don't act like a runner, you know, or a quarterback, or a tight end. Doesn't matter. You just find where you need to go, and you keep going. Everybody quits. Hi, ah, I met with resistance. I quit. That's the problem. Now you're you just trained yourself to
1: quit. I got too hard. I quit. What else are you gonna quit on? That credibility bleeds into all yeah, of your life. It's kind of like the well. I've already missed five workouts. May as well miss another one. Exactly. I've already missed. I've already yeah. Not lived up to my the justification starts. Yeah.
0: The rationalization yep. starts. And it the story into starts. Everything. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, what's your story? Yeah. Everybody's got a story that's either pulling them towards something or pushing them away. And you go to this story, and you go, what is the end result of this story? You go, what's, what's my rocking chair test of this story? When I'm 70 and I'm on my porch and I'm on my rocking chair and I look back at that decision. If I would have made that decision this way, mm-hmm. right now at 70 years old, 80 years old, would I be happy? Would I like what I'm doing? Would I be where I want to be? If the answer is yes to those three questions, then you need to make that decision. If you go, no, my life would be a fucking shambles, then you need to not make that right. decision. Right. That's the best way to look at it. It's just future project yourself. Yeah. And if you're that's the direction you want to go, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. You know? You know, one of my um my goals for when I'm 70 or 75 is to be able to cut my own toenails, right? But there's it's a lot. Because that's
0: a long way down. It's a they, long way When you're down. 70 years and you're like 6'9", so. Right. But, it's like, but
1: that leads to, because I've seen so many people, so many patients, 40, 50 years old, they can barely get on the ground, yeah. barely touch their toes. But it's like, okay, I can take you so far, but what, and for me, for my goal, is like, what does that mean I got to do? That means I got to be doing yoga, doing mobility. I got to be getting on the ground every care day, of the machine. taking care of everything. Yeah, And, it's, you know, so I think that uh, to me, I was like, oh, that's just a simple thing. But there's so many people I've seen personally in my practice who are nowhere near close to that. And it's most sad. of all, most yeah. of anyone I interact with is yeah. not at that level. Yeah, and it's crazy. So, what are some of the things that you're doing on a daily basis, or like, 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 where do you want to be? You just mentioned this hey, 70. Like, what do you want to be when you're 70, 75, and what are you doing every day to get there? So that's how oh, I like that question. So let's go 75. So 75,
0: 46. You know, so we're 29 years out, and actually I turned 40, yeah, 46. I I turned 47 in like two months. Oh really? I just Fuck had me. my
1: birthday December
0: 1st. Yeah, son of a bitch. It felt good because yesterday when I was at CrossFit, this, this girl, Vanessa over at uh, Chino Hills, I said, uh, she I said something about not being bad for 46 yeah. and she goes, shut the front door. Right. She goes, there's no way you're 46. I go, yeah. And she goes, that's awesome. And in my head, like, I think, thanks, but I think this, this is normal. Mm-hmm. I think what's not normal is to be all fucked up and broken at 40 years old. Right. I, I just don't believe in that. And I don't care what you have to do to be healthy. So I think at 75, I want to still be able to run. I will be able to run, jump, play, and probably come close to whooping my kid's ass. Mm -hmm. That's number one. And number two is, like, so there's three aspects in life, just to let you know. There's health, wealth, and relationships. Yep, That's it. Don't let people overcomplicate. Those are the only three fucking things. And there are three deficiency needs, which means when you have health, you have wealth, and you have the relationship, you don't think about any of them. Mm When any one of those is missing, you obsess about it so much that you stay awake at night in sweats, freaking out, staring at the ceiling, right? You're missing your health. You obsess about it. You're missing your wealth. You think about the dollars and you're going to have none. You fuck up the relationship and all you do is think about that. So you need to just plan that. So that's where I go. I want to have the health that I have right now and better. I want to be bigger, better, stronger, faster. You know, there's a certain income I want to have. There's a certain, I mean, I want the income, the plane, the car, the house. Why? Not because of the shit that I have, but because when I'm 75, I want to be able to give it all the fuck away and watch people's faces light up and know that I could really sit back and just do it again right now at 75 years old. That's awesome. That's number two. And number three is I want to have the relationship in my life where I spend every single day beside my best friend. Mm -hmm. And the bonus of that best friend is that. They're also my wife, that they, that we, my business partner, my life coach, my confidant, you know, all of that, that is, and when people go, yeah, you mean you never fight? No, if you don't fight in a relationship, if you don't argue at all ever, then one of you isn't needed. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. If you're arguing every three days, you got a fucking problem. Now, if that's been your history, you have a real problem, but that's what I want. And I actually made a comment to one of my other friends on a podcast. I said, they're like, so define that relationship. I said, at a hundred years old, I want to have the freakiest sex on earth in my front yard <laughs> where all my neighbors are like, look at those two old people. That's right. nasty. <laughs> Good. Do you know why? Cause that comes right back to going, right. I have the health to do it. Right. I have the wealth to do it. Cause I still own a house with a front yard at a hundred wow. years old and I have the girl. Yep. Do you know? And I think that's important. So my wow. life, is as simple as I can make it. And those are my three things. That's really awesome. You know, like I want to be at that stage. And I will be. That's not an issue because I've been, I've lived in my car. I've had the millions and I've had nothing. You know, I've drank it. I've smoked it. I've chewed it. You know, I've fucked up so many times. I've burned bridges down so bad that it cost me so bad. I've made some insanely ridiculous decisions. And every one of those I check off and go, don't do it." Don't do it again. What was my takeaway? Too many people look at it and go, it's never going to be the same. Says who? You. Mm -hmm. So I go, make a new decision. If you don't like where you are, you do not change. You will never get someone to change their mind. Ever. You will get them to make a new decision. That applies to you too. So I just keep making new decisions. Right? It didn't work. Make a new decision. You know, course correct. Make a new decision. That's what gets you there. So the steps I'm taking to get there Number one is I'm always brutally honest with myself and everybody else, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, it's a neutral statement. It's just the truth. And I will, I'm Project 365, right? Mm-hmm. I work out every day. And when people go, well, that's overtraining, that's invented by a writer, right? Because half a million years ago, if you didn't train every day, if you were in a squat behind a fucking bush waiting for a marmoset to run by or whatever it is you're chasing, you're not eating, right? You're Couple also not ahead. going,
1: um, 90% every day. No,
0: like you're doing, different I work things. out, but when yeah. I work out, like I'm training, you know, like yeah. I still train, like I was talking to Steve, I still train like a fucking Marine every yeah. day. Number one, because I can, right. And right. number two, I am going to prove I can train every day at this level, sustainable with any kind of fucking adversity, adversity that gets thrown at mm-hmm. me, whether I'm on no sleep or all the sleep I need. Yeah. And then number three is I'm setting everything in place and actually executing on anything I need to do to make the level of income I want and more, and then setting up all the steps is the part people miss, what I'm going to do with it, right? What's your why to get the money? Mm -hmm. Because you don't make a million dollars for the money. You make it for what it makes of you or you earn it because of what it makes of you as a person. What did it take to get there? Because making a million is a lot harder than making 10 million. I've done both. And a million was way fucking more work. (laughs) You know, 10 million, it's just a mindset shift to go from one to 10. It really was. That's all it was. But from go to zero to one, holy shit, I could wrap my head around it. You go from a guy that was making $20,000 a year, struggling, scraping, trying to keep his nose above water, you know, every paycheck, getting money just to, and it's gone the second you pay your lease for your apartment, mm-hmm. you know, living in a, in a 1991 Acura legend because I got my, I got kicked out of my place. Stealing groceries from Rayleigh's and sneaking into a 24 hour fitness, taking a shower when the front staff wasn't there. Right. You know, I'd sleep with a screwdriver in my hand in a school parking lot because my driver's side window would only go up halfway. And I was worried about somebody jacking me in my car. So I'd stick them with a screwdriver. But I didn't have a knife. I didn't have any money. Like, you know, so all that stuff I look at and go, it brought me to where I am. Because people go, if you could go back in time and change it, would you? No. Yeah, I might make a few different decisions, but I wouldn't change it right. because it brought me to here. And if here is going to bring me further, I'm in. If here is me wallowing in self-pity and regret, dude, you, 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 you're missing the point. So as far as getting to 75, put in the, the, the grind time. The grind time is just work. It doesn't matter if it's 10 years or 10 minutes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it has to be real. Do I want the relationship more than life itself? Do I want it with a certain girl more than life itself? do I want the money a certain amount more than you can imagine it's not going to make me or break me but I'm more than you can imagine do I want the health more than anything top of the fucking food chain right because that allows me to do everything else like you said yeah. if you can do this machine 24/7 365 you you can do anything and i know people like like uh nick ness and Sazel, right uh-huh the guy if anyone says they can't fucking do anything just go and watch his videos the guy number 1 has a knockout beautiful woman <laughs> Number two, he's all tatted up. He's a good-looking guy. He's a stud. His energy is through the fucking roof. The guy gets on stage with Tony Robbins and all these people. Oh, that's right. And he has one arm with a fucking flipper on it and a little nub and no legs. Yeah. 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 I got something to complain about. (laughs) That guy's a stud. That guy's literally one of my heroes because I look at that guy and I go, he – if you think you can't do anything, give me a break, man. That guy could literally roll over and go, fuck it, life did me dirty.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, what he did is went, oh, yeah? I'm going to show you how good I'm going to make this. Right. So when somebody goes, I have all my faculties and wits about me. I have all this. I'm breathing. I woke up today. I had good breakfast. Yeah, I'm not making the money I want to make. It's a little bit rough. Are you high? Right. Stop complaining, Dude, change. It goes right back to what I said. Make a new decision then. Right. Get uncomfortable with where you're at. I'm never ever content where I'm at. I'm always
1: happy but I'm never content yeah, to many people are a little too comfortable sometimes well that's or what it they they're comfortable and there's some people that are really comfortable and they don't want it they don't change it doesn't matter yeah and then some people are so uncomfortable they're like just comforting the com- discomfort yeah it's like it died their identity like you're oh, right I'm fucked up I'm,
0: well and that that you're right their disease is their identity their their malady their problem is their identity and then people grab onto that and go yeah Hey, I'm Trevor. I, I'm, did I tell you, I'm, I'm, I, I went through cancer and I have this really bad, you know, i went. Like, shut up, man. All right, is that right now? Is it, is it affecting you right this second? No. And if it is still step up your game, yeah. you know, they told me I was going to fucking die. So, you know, so you have to decide to make that new decision and then just go all in on it. One of my buddies, Ed, he's a real estate guy. He's worth so much money and so successful. He came from nothing. And I always love that. Like a real underdog story. And he goes, here's how, because I go, how, how do you make it realistic? How many, how many people aren't making it? Because what's their mistake? And mm-hmm. He goes, oh, they're making bad decisions. They're not going all in. He goes, you have to be willing to go broke and bleed for what you want. And he goes, and then literally look at your bank account and go, holy fuck, there's 17 bucks in my bank account. I just sank everything into this apartment or this house right, to flip it, to market it, to fill it with tenants, whatever it is. Holy shit. And I have a bag of potatoes in the fridge. That's all I got. Woo. <sighs> That will get you to take action. Yeah. If you go, ah, I still got a hundred K in the bank. I've got my job kicking me 80 grand a year, a hundred grand a year. And, and uh yeah, I threw like 50 grand into this investment. You got no skin in the game, man. Right. You gotta be willing to go. and But you need to be that way with your health too. Like I loved what I said. I'm going to die. I just did 120 burpees. I swear to God, I'm going to die. Good. Give me 20 more. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. I'm sure right now the weakest form of every argument is arguing in the extreme. So there's somebody that's going to watch this. that's going to be like, well, there was this case study in 1997 (laughs) where this guy fucking give me a break. You don't die doing burpees or working out. And if you do, it was going to happen. anyway. So you're either (laughs) going to get hit by by a fucking blip, like something's going to happen. It's going to be stupid, but you need to do that in your relationship. Be willing to go all in and be vulnerable. That's a weakness most people have is they're like, I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to be open. And I know because it cost me be open and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Your health. People, that's a weakness that I've had when I was really young. I didn't want to go all in so it started to hurt, start to get uncomfortable. I didn't want to train hard, yeah. You know, now I don't know how to not train hard. I mean, these calluses from training, you know, working out from training, you know, being able to touch my toes and put my own toenails is from training. Right, right. You know? And that and I th- and business, you put time in, you have to be willing to put it all on the table. Like if you go to Vegas, you know why Vegas is so rich? Because nobody fucking bets the fucking bank. They go in and they put a hundred bucks down. If everybody right now in Vegas went all in with everything they got, they'd break the bank. Yeah. They would break Vegas. They Vegas would be like, oh fuck, we're screwed. And the mafia would come in and probably kill everybody. But (laughs) it's like that would happen, but nobody's willing to go all in. And the people that are willing to go in are you, me, Pedros, Craig, yeah. West, all our friends. In that room. Everybody yeah. in that mastermind, all of our circle of friends, and every single fucking person watching who should be hanging mm-hmm. right now, that's those are the ones that are gonna break the bank and come out
1: ahead. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, so we're course. about out of time and we're gonna get the rooms rooms uh taken. So dude, um Trevor, if someone wants to get in touch with you, follow you, find out more information about you, where do they find you online? So SmashWorks
0: W-E-R-X. That's my handle on Instagram, YouTube, fi- uh, Facebook, Twitter. You can email me to say, listen, hey, Trevor, go Trevor at Smashworks.com. You, know, you put, hey, my man, Smashworks. I own the whole thing, so you can do whatever you want. Send me a message. Hit me up on, on social media. You know Anything at, at Smashworks.com will get to me. FitX365, that's another one. You can get in touch with me there. Pick up a phone, call me, like yeah. whatever. I, I I answer
1: calls. I help people as much as I can. You want me to coach you? You want me to do anything? Yeah, call my team. That's awesome, man. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for being here. This is the Cash PG Lunch Hour. Screenshot if this if you got anything out of this, screenshot it and share it on Instagram. Tag us and uh, tell your friend, your brother, your sister, and your mother. Yeah, everyone. They got to go all in. All right, you, it's the answer. All right, peace out. Check you See guys out on next time. Hey, what's up, it's Aaron. Real quick, if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice, or you already have one, and you wanna learn how to grow it and scale it, this is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint, because I wanna get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there. I wanna give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to CashPTBlueprintBook.com, that's C-A-S-H-P-T-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K.com, and we you get your copy, give me a shout out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.